Hi, I'm LaCrista. Hi, I'm Unju. And we are Dames with Demons. Two feminists speak on the mental hilarity in their lives. Hey, we're back. We are back. From a <laughs> um, a hiatus that, uh, you know, just kind of happened. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a bit of time. But you know, like, what even is time, really? So... Truth, truth. Um, yeah, so uh, what's been going on for you, Anju? Well, I think the last time we recorded was probably like three or four months ago, maybe. I was just, I was just going to look that up because yeah. I was going to look it up and embarrass us. Um, you know, settling into my new life in New York, new me, new city. <laughs> So yeah, New York, New York, new you, new me. Actually, it's absolutely the same me. Old. This me. is so. This makes me. I feel like there was a Sex in the City like episode titled that oh, or something. Oh no! Shit. Great. You know, New York City is not as glamorous as Sex in the City would lead one to believe. Let me just say. Yeah. Well, all those bitches had like tons of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, you don't really realize whatever else. So <laughs> yeah, I think if you have money, the city's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Yeah, but have a new job, start a new job, have a steady income, which is good, but it's hard being an adult, you know, moved yeah. into a new apartment, so finally see, feeling a little settled, but, you know, I always fluctuate between, like, being really happy about being settled and, like knowing what's up and also feeling like trapped so you know i fluctuate <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh yeah. damn okay like i guess i gotta go to work every day now and pay my bills and but maybe i should just leave the country i know <laughs> well you still got that sweet dual citizenship don't you i do yeah so well fucking get on that i know Good god i know i mean so how have you been don't. doing though um I'm not okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not okay. Yeah. Um. So my birthday is coming up in a few days, and this is how I know that I'm like getting old, um, or older. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I was out like shopping last night with a friend, and we we made the incorrect decision to go into uh urban outfitters oh no yeah (laughs) which i haven't been in in a long time but and like yeah obviously fucked up store whatever um but it was so dark in there like i I could not see like half (laughs) of their products i was just like I was like, is it just, is this just me? And I was like asking my friend, like, what the fuck is going, she's like, no, it's, it's fucking dark. And did here. you have it's to like ridiculous. put on your glasses so you could see the clothes? <laughs> no, but I, I was like, at one point I was like, I mean, do I like be that person that like make, like puts my flashlight on, on my phone? Cause like, it was just so, it was just like so fucking dark. No, I was like, probably do it so you can't tell how like poorly made their clothes are. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true, because it was, like, I, like, who needs mood lighting in a fucking store, you know? know? Like, how does that, how does that bode well for your fucking products that you're selling? I don't know. It's a great question. Also, 
you know the, what the darkest store was? I mean, even Hollister. as like a teenager. Hollister? Did you just say yeah. Hollister? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I know. Because like, that store was so dark <laughs> and smelled yeah, it was. so pungent of cologne. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever went in there, I think, once. But I was like, whoa, time warp or something. Yeah. Like, you're you like move into a different dimension and it is not a good dimension it's to move not into. a good dimension and then you walk out and you're back in the mall and you have to like blink and squint your eyes because like the light yeah. is blinding and oh my god yeah that is oh god that store so yeah it was uh so yeah i'm uh i'm doing okay i mean well you got your birthday coming up that's cool um got my holidays got are my... also coming up got my anxiety coming up oh well that's always on the rise yeah (laughs) that's always coming up i mean come on well one thing that uh has been happening for you or something you've been getting into that we were going to talk about today was you had a couple sessions or one session with that canadian chick who's super cool who you've told me about and why don't why don't you talk about that so, yeah, I started working with this woman who I don't remember what she calls herself. Like, I think she refers to herself or her like not not her company, but but yeah, her practice is like it's like embodied resilience or something. Um and so basically she works with people who have trauma and um Okay, yeah, I'm on her website right now. She's a movement coach and trauma-informed embodied resilience expert. Okay. Um, so I've been having a lot of, like, shit come up for me, like, from, like, traumatic shit. And, like, I I mean, I think, you know, Anju and I were talking about this a few days ago. Like, the this idea that, like, <clears throat> those of us who have anxiety... Um, like that is trauma. Like we have, well, it comes from somewhere, but like moving through the world as an anxious person is like, is a, is a, is very traumatic. (laughs) I feel like, and just like, so she's been, so I've been working with this woman to sort of like figure out how I can like feel okay in my body basically because like I never feel okay in my body and that sounds really weird to people who don't probably understand like what you know what that means well yeah I think for some of us some people you especially like it's anxiety manifests itself like more physically maybe for you than it does for others but I don't know if that's fair to say. Probably, and it sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, if I could choose, if I could choose an anxiety to have, like, <laughs> oh my god, I do that too. Which is so ridiculous because, like, like, I would so much rather have intermittent panic attacks than low level anxiety <laughs> every day. <laughs> that's one of my either ors. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like it's such a fucked up game to play because, like, obviously, it all sucks. Everybody has it difficult in right. their own way. Grass but is like, always greener with anxiety. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. So, um, 
yeah, like, I don't know. So I've, so I've been kind of trying to work with this woman to kind of see what exercises I can do to kind of like, I don't know, like be in my body, feel grounded and like not feel like my body's a scary, terrifying place. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is typically how I feel most of the time about it. So um, I just had one session with her. It was pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, hopefully I will. I don't know. I'll try to maybe have some more, but you know, money and stuff. So yeah, money uh, and stuff. Yeah. But it was something else we were talking about when you were telling me about your first sesh with her was about how like therapy and like reliving experiences just through talking about them over and over again cannot is not always the most helpful or beneficial like sometimes it's I think we've been told so much that we need to like dig deep down and sort of like pick apart our past or past experiences in order to like fully get over them or like not get over them but like I don't know, mm-hmm. move forward and overcome your anxiety around them. But I mean, both of us have seen therapists and been in and out of therapy for so long. And, you know, I think we're both trying new means yeah. of, I don't know. Like we both we both read the book, How to Make the Beast Beautiful. First we make the beast first beautiful. We, <laughs> first we make the beast beautiful, which... But same thing, same diff. Yeah, you know. same diff. And she talks about... By, lo- by Sarah Wilson, sorry. Just, yeah, you know. yeah. It's a good book. I think it I, is, I, yeah. I recommend it, yeah. Um, But she talks about more generally how that kind of therapy, like reliving experiences, talking about them, it's it's sometimes more efficient and effective to make new um, right. like neural pathways in your brain that instead of like trying to fix the ones that are already there. I don't know. I hope that's right. making sense because it's like a much more scientific process she talks about in the book. Oh, but- yeah. And I think, well, that's the thing I am realized. I realized with like working with this woman just one time is like, there's so much like physiology to anxiety and like it's so scientific and it just makes me think like if I could really like get a handle on that aspect of it like I could totally change my life (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like not like it's that easy to do it because it's not but like I if I could think about it in in that more of a like that you know like the physio the physiology parts of it and like Mm -hmm. focus on that stuff and try to like work with that I feel like that's almost I don't know could be more effective yeah because I'm just I don't know I'm at a place right now where like I mean I'm gonna be 33 and I just feel like obviously not every one thing you do is gonna like cure you because there's no cure um but I am, like, open to trying pretty much anything <laughs> at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, whatever s- small relief I can get, I'm like, I want it, you know? And Bring it on. Yeah. So. And I, I think don't... we've both gotten to the point where it's like, okay, like, I recognize all the things that have happened to me or 
you know, trigger me, whatever, like, which is kind of the first part of the process, or I think it has been for us. And now it's like, okay, and now how do I deal with like, in the moment, physical symptoms, like I know where this comes from. I know where it stems from. I know it sets me off, but it's still there. So like, how do I deal with like, just being more grounded in the present or coming back to my body or yeah like I don't know for yeah for me I just really like I I go between either wanting to dissociate or just like trying to distract myself and I was just talking to my therapist this past week about that because I was like is it like like is it okay to distract yourself you know like from your anxiety like how p.s tune into our one of our first episodes called is distraction bad but (laughs) (laughs) yeah well uh, god i should tune into that because okay (laughs) thanks for the call out um no but i was talking to her recently about it and i was just because i i felt myself like i was like what is the difference really between dissociating and distraction and like what like is there a an unhealthy level of like distraction you know and she basically was like oh no she was like distract yourself like forever like (laughs) yeah that's what my therapist told me too yeah right like yourself forever (laughs) up until you die and even then um you just turn on that tv all day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, right? Like, I, but I, like, always kind of felt like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. And I don't know why, but I've never really had a conversation about it with my therapist until recently, too. So, like, I just was kind of like, maybe it's not healthy because it means I'm not, like, working through it or something. But um, she was just like, no, like, you have to because otherwise you're not going to, like, you're not going to survive, essentially. Like, you're not going to be able to, like you know yeah and it it can get worse like you spin out like sometimes if you're not going into your body in like a sort of guided or conscious way then you're like just allow opening yourself up to like psyching yourself up and like getting panicky yeah and I mean I think one of the hardest things I find about anxiety is like to sit with it you know Mm -hmm. and that's like and that's kind of what in the book she talks about too like um like you need to try to like sit with your anxiety and like stay there a little longer and like don't just sort of like you know flee or like it with whether that's like in your mind flee or physically flee but to try to like sit with it and like follow it wherever it's gonna go um and that's like so fucking hard for me to do right so do you think she's like advocating not for distraction like she's like no don't distract yourself who the author of the book or my therapist the author of the book okay (laughs) sarah wilson oh my god what if my what if my therapist listens to this podcast oh my god that would Um. be really funny (laughs) and maybe i'm sure she doesn't Nah, well, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. It's going to freak me out. It's going to give me anxiety. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember because I think Sarah Wilson talks about 
like how distraction is good but i i mean later on in the book she definitely is very like you know like she's not like prescriptive in the book which is which i like she's not like you should do this like to fix your anxiety yeah like this yeah like this is the end all be all for everybody who has it but from her own perspective she, she has said like to sit like she tries to sit with her anxiety and like sit with it a little longer each time you know to try to like get more comfortable with it um so I don't know if she's like I don't know that she's advocating for like zero distraction but I think she's kind of I think maybe if you're at that level where and if you're in like I think a safer space too where you feel like you could like if you're at home and you are having anxiety like that's a time where I feel like I could try to sit with it more mm-hmm. and like not distract myself. Um, whereas if I'm like at work and I'm feeling super anxious, like I'm going to just straight up distract myself. Like, cause no, yeah, like that's right. not, cause you, it's like a survival thing. Like you yeah. gotta survive. Like, right. Like that's like the worst, like, no, I would not right. try to do it. And that. maybe the idea is when you're able to sit with it and not distract yourself in a safe environment, you do it for longer and longer periods, then it becomes easier in right. situations where it's less safe. Right, yeah, I think that's what, yeah, I think that's kind of what her, but see, I also, I don't know, because, like, I was doing some research on her, and, like, yeah, she seems cooler and whatever, but she basically, like, works for herself, and, like, and I'm not saying that, like, people who work for themselves don't have anxiety, of course they do, but there's not that same, like, when you have to like when you work for somebody you know or like you work for a company like yeah you're you're just like I don't know there's well I mean there's like fundamental differences between her lifestyle and probably ours and she's just a different person you can tell in the book like she has like manic episodes like manic right right she's also very ambitious and like driven which I'm not. <laughs> See, I feel like you're ambitious. You're just not like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, but she's like, all, like whole new level. I don't know. I, you know. So yeah. I also just think it was hard to relate to her on, on like kind of multiple levels. Some of the things that she talked about. But, yeah. But like overall a good book also she's like she she talks about the times when she was broke and had no money but like from the perspective she's coming from when she wrote the book like she's like hella wealthy and has yeah. like a lot of money to like like she's like travel every morning and- I like go for a run on the beach that's like down the street and like meditate for an hour and make sure I spend like another hour meditating later in the day and it's like okay i can't who has do the that. time yeah <laughs> i mean and also this she's a white woman uh, yeah. a white cis woman so we'll say that too so obviously she does have a hell of a lot of privilege which she never really brings up in the book which is kind of yeah I which know. yeah it's i kind of was like i mean i think that's the problem with a lot of like self-help books uh 
is like written by white people and white women um is that there isn't that kind of like oh and by the way like I have a lot of privilege like there's not even a statement that's kind of like hey like this is going to be different for somebody who is not white like this is going to be different for somebody who's disabled this is going to be different for you know like yep but I mean yeah I think it was like an interesting book and and she I did like how personal and honest she was like there were definitely stories she told that like were pretty personal and didn't paint her in the best like like it was like whoa okay that's like (laughs) yeah for sure like she definitely like called herself out kind of in some situations and I, I always appreciate when an author does that yeah definitely but it maybe it's worth a reread actually i feel like maybe i should read it again yeah we Even should uh that but we should like maybe do a like do this kind of thing more often and like read a book and talk about it on the air if you will <laughs> yeah i also read a lot of self-help books so you know same <laughs> i got something to say I mean, same. I and think we've, we've both read a lot of Pema. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pema Children. Yeah. We, she, could, she, we could have one episode just on her. God, she is my girl. She is. She is, like, she is my girl. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Just kidding. She, there's so much of her to share. So. I know. <laughs> just kidding. Buddhism. Sharing. Yeah. You know. Um, no, she's great. I... Yeah, I love um, her book, When Things Fall Apart. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I that's like, that like too. my fave. Um, but yeah, we should totally uh, figure yeah. out. Well, maybe if that's something our listeners are interested in. Let us do, know. Do a little self-help book review. Yeah, yeah. We could call out our like top three or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I haven't looked into what's been published more recently. I'm trying to remember, like, what the last kind of, like, self-help book I bought was or that I read was. I don't remember. It might have been this one, actually, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um... Because I've been reading a lot of witchy shit recently, so. Oh, I mean, nice. Which is also a different kind of self-help, really, frankly. <laughs> but. True. <laughs> True. What are witch books? You know, let's see. I'm trying to look at what ones I have right now. Uh, I just read Light Magic for Dark Times by Lisa Marie Bazile. Mm. Um, Craft by Gabriella Hurstick. They talk about like spells and like things like that and I mean really I think I don't know this is totally tangential but uh they talk about how like you know people think of like witchcraft as like this really big thing when like really it's a lot about rituals and like things like that and so yeah man I want to like work in more rituals into my life I feel like my life is such a chaotic Oh my god, yeah. You should. Some stuff like that. My friend uh Sadie just loaned me Emergent Strategy 
Oh, I read that. Yeah. It's not, I mean, maybe it's not exactly self-help, but it's sort of like. Sort of-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of-ish. I saw her speak and it was like really awesome and amazing. Nice. I, I, um, I have to admit I didn't get through it. It's a little bit hard. It's it's harder for me to read. It just wasn't as engaging gauging as the books I usually read but that does not mean that the content wasn't really good no her her style of writing is really it's it's it can be challenging like I kind of was challenged too when I was like trying to read it and um I appreciated a lot of the content but yeah it was kind of hard to um it's not one of those where you're like I can't put it down it's so right 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 because it's very practical and sort of like yeah pragmatic which yeah but it's it's i liked it i should probably read the rest of it <laughs> yeah you should I yeah will. i promise i will <laughs> it's so we can talk about it all right yeah good all right well we are like just coming up on time but we just have so much more to talk about so yeah. Y'all are just going to have to tune in. Tune in. Well, and let's be real. The next time we do this <laughs> um, will probably be next year, right? Yeah. That's true. 2019, baby. And yeah, we're going to hopefully get better about this. <laughs> about, well, like- okay. Yeah. And on my end, you know... I'm, I'm not calling you like, out. No. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, my life is a lot more stable as of last week, so. Yeah. Know. I mean, no, like, and I've, like, I had a really uh, tough couple of months. Um, I had a friend die, and the semester has been intense with school, so, like, and obviously, we don't need to explain ourselves to anybody, but um, I would... Yeah, nobody's even called us out being like, why haven't you done this? And we're like, listen, you guys. <laughs> it's like, listen, please. We're like fighting them off. Like, come on, millions of followers. Yeah. Okay, super fans. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really have <laughs> Meanwhile, those, like, but... Like five people, five people maybe listen to this. I don't know. I know. Um, but... I think one of my goals, though, for 2019 with this podcast is to, like, A, keep it going, (laughs) Um, and B, like, make it more regular, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if, like, once a month or bi-weekly, like, twice a month, once a month would be good. Um, I don't think we could do it more than twice a month, and I think that'd be a little... I think people, people would get, get sick, of, sick us. of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think bi-weekly or monthly. Um, like, so, So yeah, I, I really want to um, try to do that. And, and then I think, too, like, kind of opening up our podcast um, to be more, you know, not necessarily just centered on anxiety, but granted, that's part of our perspective, so that'll always be there, but also letting Anju and I kind of talk about like all kinds of different shit yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking what about you no I'm definitely I'm behind all of those goals and I think they're 
doable. Okay. And um, we're also always open to suggestions. These are the conversations we have with each other all the time. So regardless, we'll have them, but we can, we're, you know, we're doing, we're recording it somehow be useful to others so yeah always like, welcome to feedback or if not useful at the very least entertaining you know oh, i mean yeah, well and not and not to say that things that aren't entertaining can't also be useful but you know but i mean case either- in point i couldn't get through emergent strategies so <laughs> I mean- God. yes exactly <laughs> And that was useful, but yeah, damn. yeah, you know, I mean, look, that's why there are millions of books in the world. So, yeah, oh, and <laughs> I'm starting a bookstagram. So wait for that. Whoop, whoop. I will post about that, of course, everywhere at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anju doesn't really use social media. So yeah. apologies to people who want to connect with her. <laughs> in that way you can email me oh yeah nobody well that's does good that, do they i don't know <laughs> People, nobody emails anymore no they might i don't know maybe i can give out my personal number people can text me <laughs> your, your phone number it's like a landline <laughs> well then they can't text you God i damn know it. i know but they could call me they could leave a voicemail on my vo- <laughs> answering machine oh my god well, and that's how you can get a hold of Anju. So <laughs> on Page that note, pay, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah, do that. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening. I'm LaCrista. I'm Anju. And we are Dames with Demons. <laughs>